every session you do, obviously every week you do is structured and every run is pretty well structured as well. So structure is the, is the big word I would use to all. <laughs> Discipline as in, right, you have to be disciplined now. I want you to give it your best, you know, to be honest with me. That was the other word he used at the early days. To be honest with me, you know, about where you're at, you know, tell me how you feel about the runs. Tell me, you know, if you've got any injury issues, all those things, obviously. You need to have that dialogue going forward. But the discipline's there to do the runs when you're asked to do them, you know. And this was the thing that I was surprised by, really, I suppose, that everything is sent to Paul. That's Adrian Bennett. And this is Inspirational Runners Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name's Robbie Marsh and I'm your host, so welcome to the podcast. What a weekend with over 22,500 people taken to the streets of Dublin for its 40th marathon. We have Moan Runner Adrian Bennett on the show this week, who at the age of 52 is the oldest member of Paul Pollock's Dream Run Dublin team. But as we're starting to learn, age no longer is a barrier for marathon running. And Adrian already graces a sub 330 personal best and a 128 half, which he achieved early in the year prior to joining Paul's project. It's an exciting weekend. I'd also like to wish David Flynn and Hugh Rooney all the best this Sunday. It was great having them on the podcast during the lead up. And also a huge shout out to Mary Hickey, who's the only female runner to compete in all 40 Dublin marathons. You can also find her somewhere hidden in the podcast if you take a look. Before we start, I'd just like to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Bond Run Runner Award winning Winter Series is back. Registration is now open, so make sure you look out for all the early birds by logging into their website or finding them on Facebook. The first race will be held in Minneburn, Belfast on the 2nd of November, it's just around the corner. There are also reduced rates for junior races, so why not make it a family affair? It's with great pleasure I give you Adrian Bennett. So it's it's a great um, concept Paul has. Yeah. Um, what made you apply for it to begin with, or how did you... Um, can you remember the first time you heard about it? I think it was through Facebook that I read up about the Dream Run Dublin project. Didn't didn't know anybody that had done it didn't really know a great deal about it sort of got the principle of it obviously but i was not struggling a bit but i was thinking that i want to try and improve my my running a little bit i thought about maybe doing some form of coaching scheme or something like that to to try and improve there and then i thought well no, this is something go for this this looks this looks mm. a, a, an opportunity had no thoughts whatsoever that that i'd be selected probably like everybody else i think they have i've, I've heard figures of around about 100 if not more applying yeah, for it yeah. and you're only whittling that down to 10 so your chances of getting in are pretty slim but um no i i, I just thought it would be something that if you were lucky enough to get selected for it'd be too good an opportunity to pass up really yeah, so for those that don't know, like Paul, Paul Pollock, phenomenal Irish marathon runner, must be one of our best. Um, we had him on the podcast last year. So the concept is, which has come around again, we also podcasted Wesley McDowell yeah. last year, who I think was the fastest guy in his group. Um, and the concept really is, you know, Paul selects a dozen, is it 12? Well, as far as I'm aware, it was t- it was ten in in the first instance. Now, whether he selects a few more and has a few reserves, yeah. I couldn't tell you. But certainly, from the point of view of the first meetup that we had, there were ten people there. So the project was to select ten people mm. um, and try, and the challenge for him really was to try and get them 
under the sub three. Mm. But it really was to improve their running as much as possible. And the figure out there is three hours, um, but there is a very small percentage of people yeah. have done that. So you've seen that advertised on Facebook, decided I'm going to get the app. Talk me about through the application process then. Where did you find that? Was there like a deadline coming up or? Yeah, um, it would have been, I would have been in, at that time, I think, I can't remember the precise timescales of it, but at that time I would have been training because I did the London Marathon this year and I would have been training for that. So that was really my focus, really London. And I sort of put this application in thinking, well, let's see how this goes beyond that, you know, but, but really with no ambitions or, or thoughts of that I would be selected. But the process is, is really done via, you know, quite a detailed questionnaire. You know, you put down your background, a few PBs that you've achieved at certain distances, um, a little bit of your training background as well. You know, what have you done? Have you, have you, have you done any <coughs> structure training or have you just been sort of mm, running socially? Twice a week. Sort of, um, you know. um, other things like what your sort of overall commitments are, you know, whether you can spend amount of time training or whether what other commitments you might have what other work family holiday commitments you might have um it's great it's quite detailed really i suppose but i think the the process i sort of see now that it's intended and certainly in our, our group to get you know a, a good cross-section of runners you know, i was and am the slowest of the group right? there's no mistake in that but in some respects it's quite nice having a range of, of course you want a range mm. of ages you want a range of abilities you want a range of backgrounds and you know where people are in their running careers in a vertical so yeah it's, it's i think the form probably sifts out paul can sift through them and see that in the select a good selection of people we certainly got that in our group um yeah you, you it's, it's not it's not overly detailed really it's mm. just asking a few key things about what you've done and where you want to go really so <clears throat> Tell me how you how you found out then. Yeah, okay. you got a letter. Can you remember that? Yeah, distinctly. Was that a letter? No, uh, I, it was literally days after I had finished London, and um, I thought, right, that's it. I, I remember it vividly because I was sat in Cunninghamstown in town, having breakfast, and I just was sitting down. And I thought, oh, that's all that now. Nice breakfast. Don't have to worry about running or anything like that for a while. I can go and run with my wife again socially, and my, my the group that I run with in town socially. I can forget about this marathon for a while, and then this this email popped up um from paul i thought oh wow uh, you know it's chuffed a bit obviously yeah. but then i thought when the sort of that initial sort of um <laughs> sort of feeling of excitement and joy had passed i thought oh yeah but what am i letting myself in for here but again like i say it, it, you'd be silly not to do it because it's, mm. it's it's such a good opportunity really so yeah i was chuffed it's a better bit. mixed feelings with it really yeah daunting daunting like, no doubt excited about it. but daunting yeah because you got your pb in london didn't you yeah i did and I, you know what time i, was I that? knew just under the one to 330 i was three uh, 29 and a bit of change i think i can't remember precisely but i knew i was going to be on the, on the lower end of the ability range in that group you know but Again, that's the good cross-section of people. that. Yeah, so it was a good selection for Paul mm, yeah. this time as well, yeah. wasn't it? He yeah. took a bit more, I don't know the right word to use as risk, um, but when you have, like he wasn't playing it safe this time. You know, he wasn't selecting 305 runners or 310 runners. I don't think Paul looks for that either. You know, he's looking for um, a sort of good base with people and really would like to 
improve that runner. Yeah. You know, and um, don't mind me saying your age is 51. 52 now. 52. Clicked over another year. Um, so that's brilliant as well. 329 in London. That was your fourth marathon? That was my third marathon. That was your third marathon? Uh, yeah. You know, on the, on the back of a few sort of, well, two bad experiences, really. But I think you... you well, you saw... can't go past them then. <laughs> so... Well, we'll have to throw them out there now. You, you do, don't you? I mean, that's the yeah. way it is, isn't it? It's, it's all part of learning. Yeah. So when you say bad experiences, in what way or form was that? What was your first marathon? The first marathon was Belfast 2018. And I, I don't know really, again, I think probably most people have got in the back of their mind, one day I'd like to do this, and the, another year takes by, another year takes by. When I moved over to Northern Ireland from England with my wife, we started doing a bit of running together. Running has always been sort of there in the background for okay. me, various sports that I've played. But running is is there, if you like. Mm. Not to any standard, but did a few half marathons, this sort of thing. But you're a Mourn runner. So I'm part Mourn. of Mourn runners now, yeah. And certainly coming over here and, and yeah. joining Mourn runners was the best thing I ever did. Because they're mostly associated with sort of the mountains. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you glide into that first? Yeah, I just sort of, I definitely did. The very first experience I had was out with Willie John Brown. <laughs> and I I just came back and I just thought, what on earth had happened there? Because I said, he's going to pick me up at a certain time when we were going off to this run. I just thought, we're just going to go for a normal run. Just put the trainers in and off we go. Anyway, he picks me up. It's night time, first of all. I never run in the night. It was probably just getting into winter time. And it was up in Kilbrony. I didn't really know much about it. And I put my trainers in and off we went. And we ran up, I don't know really what you call it, but we, I think he calls it the zigzags. The zigzags, yeah. All the way up to up the top. To Steve Martin. And it was snowing. Well, it wasn't snowing at the bottom, but it was snowing about halfway up. <laughs> and it was pretty deep by the time we got to the top. And I'd got a pair of old clap-tack trainers. No head torch, no nothing. I was just following them up this track, thinking, <laughs> where the heck are we going here? Like, you know? And I don't know. It's a good run, isn't it? You know yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah. We must have been up an hour and a half running, I think it when is this going to end? It just kept going and going and going. The snow, it was magical, really, because the snow was yeah. falling. It was beautiful. And I got back and thought, what on earth was that all about? I had no idea what I was letting myself in. Finally, you know, a few more of that type of experience. And just, yeah, I did the Hill and Dales did, mm. two years ago. Loved it. Really enjoyed it. But I wasn't really cut out for it, really. I'm not strong enough runner for the, for the Hill and Dales, really. So you're local to me, Kilkeel. Yeah. You know, we're at the foot of the moorns yeah. here. Like, and... We are really blessed for sure, yeah. To have them, you're halfway up the mountain here already. Half, halfway up. Yeah, there's no the flat runs around here, as they as they say. Yeah. So do you enjoy running in the mountains? I love it. I absolutely love it. As I say, when we came over to England, over to here from England, um, my wife and I were keen. We'd always run a bit, and we did um, the Born to Run series, the Run Forest Run series. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so we got to see, I got to see some, you know, beautiful spots there doing that. But sponsors of the podcast, I might sponsors add. Of the podcast. <laughs> um, it is a small world run. <laughs> the more we talk about it. But it, it, you know, locally I could go and just run inside, yeah. like two minutes up the road here, Silent Valley. You know, you can go what five or ten minutes that way, Kilbrony, Castle Welland, just down that way. Let alone exploring these mountains. Mm. I've not really gone deep into the mountains. It's something I would. Maybe later on I'd like to do a bit more of that, but for the time being I want to try and try and improve this sort of road running. Do you like that um, community of running then? So you talked about the Run Forest Run and mm. the Hill and Dales. It's quite social that, isn't it? You see the same sort of faces yeah. and... Yeah, when you do a series like that, 
definitely you're going to see it. when we did them I'm mean, talking what is it now 2014 so about five years back so yeah. Born to Run was slightly the, the Run Forest Run series was slightly different then to yeah. what it is now it's grown enormously um, as has most of the races yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah but no I, I do like the social side I love being in Born Runners I, I you know met an awful lot of good uh, you know good people within Born Runners it's a great way of um, for me coming here not really knowing a lot of people other than my direct family through my wife it was a great Great way of getting to know people, yeah. Very supportive club. Yeah. But yeah. running in Germany, I suppose, yeah. is that, isn't it? I think you, you, whichever club you're going to join, you, 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 that's going to be your club, isn't it? Really? That's the way I see it anyway. I'm, so Laura Graham, national yeah. champion as well, part of the club. Um, when she won the national champion then, do you feel proud that she's sort of in your club? Yeah, yeah very much so. You know, <laughs> on a few occasions when I've been running in the morning runner's vest, I get... A comment made to me about Laura. Yeah, yeah, of course. Usually say, run like Laura or something like that. They shout at you when you're lagging along. <laughs> run like Laura Graham. Yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? But no, it is great to have somebody like that. But then there are a lot of people within the club yeah. who, you know, I've got a lot of time for. And, you know, they, you know there's um, a growing section within the club probably of more road running now. Mm. Probably traditionally the club was very yeah. much mountain running. But there's more and more people now doing the road running side as well. So I see them out doing their um, repeats, etc., down around the Esplanade, you know, doing the speed work. Maybe yeah. not as much this year, but last year they were quite heavy into it. Well, that's maybe because I haven't been down there <laughs> It's much. Um, yeah. So they are catering for both in that club. And um, how do you compare the two then, the mountains and the roads? Do you just think they're two totally different things? It's a bit difficult to compare them, or do you prefer um, the sort of mountain? I, 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 loved, I didn't know really what to know didn't know what to expect about the mountains you know when i signed myself up for hill and dale again this was through willie john he said oh come on it'd be great you know you'd be <coughs> grand with this it's fine no bother at all and i spoke to a few people about it and of course you start off with two runs that are sort of quite almost like trails and to me like the words hill and dale that that's doesn't mean mountain that just means you know a nice gentle up bit yeah. and a nice gentle down bit and then we got into whatever would have been the first series one well, i think maybe binion would it be that comes quite early doesn't it straight and up i just thought what on earth is this all about and then you know the going up was actually i found a little bit easier than the going down mm. the going down i'm useless at. you need a different setup completely don't you really muscle wise and, and probably bravery as well you need a dose of that as well but um no it it's, I love it. I actually love the, the the mountains. I got injured towards the back end of that series, and it, it didn't quite finish up right. But no, I mean running up Donard and back and in, yeah. as quickly as you can. It's exhilarating. Yeah, fantastic. It's scary it. at the same time. Yeah, I'd love to do that again. Thing. And I, I know that you know there's certainly the the opportunity will arise to do that again. But uh, how do you compare the two? I love them both really. I like the trail runs that mm. the Born to Run do. They're perfect really for me. The nice 10k runs, they're ideal. So you like that bit of tempo, you like that sort of pushing yeah. yourself a wee bit and sort yeah. of hanging on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an effort getting up somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even comprehend that there'd be some runs that I'd be doing that I'd end up walking. I mean, that just just didn't know anything about them. Where I came from, there's, there aren't mountains really, there's hills. Yeah. And you can run up the hills, not like around here. <laughs> No, because there is that line. People are saying, "I don't know how you run up and down the mountains." So we're like, "Well, we don't. We walk up. The, <laughs> we walk up the mountains and try and run down, yeah. or fall down." Yeah. So that brings you into the road. Then you sort of you talked about a few. You you talked about Belfast yeah. being your first marathon. It was difficult um, for quite a lot of people. It can be because you don't really know what to expect. So what made it difficult for you? It was only last year, now. I think 
to then I'd run a few half marathons and I sort of felt that I, I was ready to make the step up to the marathon. I probably was actually, I'd probably done, I don't know, 10 or so half marathons. So you think, you know, okay, here we go. And I uh, joined up with the boys, not through the running club actually, through another little group in town, um, Michael Skelcher, Jim Campbell and Damien Cunningham were, were training specifically for Dublin. So I sort of tagged on with them really. They, they also trained for Belfast as well, so that sort of made sense to sort of join up with them, got some some common ground there. So we trained specifically now for a marathon, which was totally new to me yeah. because I haven't run those sort of distances now. So that, that worked really well. I felt reasonably comfortable going into it, but... I think probably my biggest mistake was just the classic, just go off too hard. No, no comprehension of what all is all about. You hear it talked about and you think, okay, yeah, I'll deal with that when I get there. Well, I didn't really. I, they've all totally got me, that was for sure. I think but it's I, difficult to understand oh, what like, going out too fast means. You know, I, I come to realise that 10 seconds a mile is too yeah, fast. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not, at the first 10 marathons, you know, it used to be like 20 seconds, you drift 30 seconds and you come back yeah. a bit. But I learned that ten seconds was too much. Yeah, you know, yeah, over you don't. You, and you did, I hadn't a clue. I didn't. You know, I hadn't really got any idea of pace. Really, I just, just thought I'd just run yeah. on the field. I got to about, I think it was fifteen miles, and my legs started to cramp up, and I thought, okay, not too bad. We'll carry on here. Eighteen miles, it really seized up, and I thought, okay, I got another sort of eight miles to go here, like you know. And it was desperate. It was horrible. I I was trying to break the three thirty in <clears> Dublin. <throat> Um, mm-hmm. so this is going to come out just before Dublin so this, this would be a good um, yeah. tip for people I suppose and I think about four years in a row I went out slightly too fast yeah. trying to break the 3.30 and I got fed up of crashing out around mile 22 <laughs> with cramp and just hitting that wall um, and I actually because I was always trying to bank a few minutes I was running yeah. like 1.42 yeah. thinking to myself I'm going to drop off at the end and I always crashed and ended up around 3.40. So this one time I decided to go out really slow. And I come to the halfway line at 1.47. Mm-hmm. And then was able to run actually 1.42 in the second half. It's my slowest half, first half in Dublin ever, but yet my fastest yeah. time. Yeah. And because Dublin can be quite hilly at the beginning as well, you know, and there's quite a yeah, lot of hill down the second me. half. So you do really have to be careful on going out too fast. And the problem is... You feel good on marathon day because you've tapered, you've rest, tried to rest well all week. Mm. You know, you're getting yourself ready for that. So you are energised and so you should be because that's yeah, what you've yeah. trained for. So just be very cautious. Obviously, people need to be going out. Hard work then, Belfast to finish. It you was, know, when you're it in was that the state. most painful experience. I can, uh, <laughs> you know, beyond anything I'd ever imagined. It was, I just, in the end... I, it, I couldn't run. It was. It got to that stage. I think if, if I look at my times, it just dropped off completely. <clears throat> Absolutely. I think it, the last couple of miles. I think Paul's going to cry when he hears this. It was probably something about like ten, eleven minute mile pace. The last couple of miles. Yeah. It was as much as I could do to put one foot in front of the other. If, I think I met Damien Cunningham at about mile. I don't know, eighteen or so, and he ran with me just alongside me for a while and. It was it was desperate. If it hadn't been for him, I probably wouldn't have even finished it. Seriously, yeah. it would have been. Yeah, when the wheels come off, it's hard. It's oh, hard. It uh, it's it's. Yeah. That's why you almost want to conserve. <clears throat> we sort of learn then, I suppose, conserving a bit of energy then, and if it's there, yeah, you know, let it go in the last ten k. Yeah, but if what, it's there, if it's there. The nice 
But if it if, if the wheels come off before that, you know, it's really difficult to get it back. Like yeah, it, it is tough, and I think to me that it doesn't really start until twenty miles, and that everything else mm-hmm. is a bit of a preamble to that point. Really, it's just getting you to that point in a state of mind and physically where you are, how you deal with it thereafter, yeah. isn't it? And I think the next one I did then was. Dublin that year again because the guys in the group I was training. So this was last year's Dublin two thousand eighteen. Last year's Dublin, yeah. Um, the guys in the group were training for that, so I thought, oh come on, I, gotta, I can't leave it at that. I really only intended to do one marathon. I think most people probably say the same to you, but oh, that was it. I wasn't doing any more. I was going to go and do this nice trail running and hill or mountain running, whatever. <laughs> and then I thought, no, I can't leave it at that. I'll give it, a, you know, give it another go. I did a little bit better in Dublin last year. Um, don't know precisely what it would have been. It would have been over three hours thirty, but I probably chopped about ten-ish minutes off, something like that. Something like three thirty-four-ish, something like that. But still, I'd, but you're running a good half, though, weren't you? Then yeah, I could get get under um, one thirty for the half. Yeah, because you know, you're 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 in okay, good form. Yeah, yeah. like coming into the end. But of I think this year. is what Paul was highlighted when we did the the, the first meeting up in in Victoria Park. He sort of said, "Well, look, there's five k times, there's ten k times, there's half marathon times. We want to sort of see if we can move those people who are achieving those times to sort of mm. comparable or equivalent um, times for the marathon." And I, I couldn't see it, you know, I couldn't see how I could, after the couple of experiences that I had, I thought, oh, there's no way, like, I just don't think it's going to happen here. Um, and surely, the second one I did, I, I, the wheels came off again, but they came off a little bit later. I got a little bit further. I got to about, <laughs> what was it, 22-ish before. Oh, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Like. That yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> before everything went belly up. But That might just be marathon running. <laughs> probably hanging on for the last yeah. four miles I, although I'm you know probably age wise I'm you know m- mature but when it comes to marathon running I'm certainly not no yeah it is a learning experience oh, yeah. isn't it like no doubt about it sure so what do you think was your your biggest learning out of those two was about pace do you think or was it preparation or um, fuel a combination of all of those things mm. I would say I, I probably didn't do enough long runs in my training hadn't really thought too much about things like that I think probably the first one where I cramped up I probably drank too much and just flushed any salts or whatever I cramped up after about say I think about 18 miles second one I got the fuel in a bit better no doubt but I think maybe pace was a bigger factor with the second one so you mm. just need to try and get all of these things somehow or other to come together and occasionally you do, you know, yourself, occasionally you do do a run where things do seem to work, but most of them <laughs> probably don't. Just generally, that is the issue, isn't yeah, it? And every sure, now and then yeah. you just get that one where yeah. it feels so effortless yeah. and it makes you realise all those other ones behind it are worthwhile. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of hoping that one of those is around the corner soon. So how did you get into London? Um, I was really lucky, again, through Morn Runners, really. I was lucky to be selected as the club runner. Um, Damien Cunningham had previously done it, but he said that, yeah, I think he got other commitments that year. He was doing a whole clatter of longer runs, and, and I think he was off to, I forget where he was. He was doing... It's Great Wall of the, China he was going to, wasn't That's it? right, China, that's right, yeah. And Damien had sort of said, look, you know, put your name forward. So I did, and I was lucky enough to get selected as the club Jeez, entry. It sounds like year. all the stars are aligning yeah, here. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I've been, lucky, I've been really lucky to get a ballot place. The next year's London Marathon wow. as well, which 
I hear is quite fortunate. That, that is like yeah. a, a lucky 12 months you've had. Yeah. To get club runner, to get called out for yeah. Paul Pollock's dream yeah. run Dublin yeah. team, and then to get a ballot place. Yeah. That's, that's unique ticket. that you got a ballot place because I wasn't even sure of anybody, if that really did exist and this people got the magazine. Yeah. I remember last year um, on the ballot magazine, it said you're in. Yeah. The photograph of the person is a, f- a friend of mine on Facebook and they didn't get in. Right. And they were like, you know, it was your yeah. in. It was a photograph <laughs> of them. But they had a magazine saying, sorry. <laughs> Oh, which is a bit funny, like, but, um, so London then, like, you, you put off, I remember seeing a time of yours, it was a half marathon you'd done, it was well within the sub, it was like 126, was it, or? Probably one, no, I, I think going into London, I think my best for the half marathon would have been around about 128, something like that. So that's pretty good, like. Yeah. You know, I think my PB is 131, so it is pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good, so. Like, was it a structured training you were doing then, or like, where did that come from? Do you always have a good base in you? Because it's a good pace. You're talking like maybe 6.50. No, I mean, with those sort of half, I would train, you know, as I say, with the guys and Mm. girls around town here and do a little bit of running on my own, that there wouldn't be a a structure Mm. that I know now to be a structure. (laughs) I thought probably it was a structure back then, but it was a pretty... A sort of ramshackled structure, yeah. really. So you had it, you got down to a good time there, mm. you know, on your own without real that structure and that guidance. Um, I know we've got the hills does help us. Like there's no doubt about that. Strengthens the legs, strengthens your toe off. So you're running around at six fifty, in the half. And I remember seeing your time and being impressed with that. A bit jealous, but impressed. <laughs> and you were coming into London, so I was interested to see because you were targeting under three thirty. Yeah, I spoke to you a few times about yeah. that. Um, and you pulled it off. So how did the run go? It was, I had a totally different mindset for London because I was I was just felt so lucky and privileged to be, even be there. Like I thought, I'm not going to have this situation where it's just horrible at the end because it's just yeah. not good. I thought just being more realistic about I'll enjoy the experience. Yeah, and I know that's a cliche, and people say it. And did I really enjoy it? Probably not when I was running. It was still painful, but I at least remember. <laughs> some of the sights and some of the experience and it is i mean look, anybody thinking about doing a marathon and trying to get into london i'd say go for it because if you've done it yourself yeah. Yeah, it's just unbelievable unbelievable from the from the word go people are saying come on come on come on, Adrian, yeah. come on, come on. and I, I think i was at mile 14 before i actually started to feel that i was running yeah because i had my name on the top and everybody's yeah. just screaming go on robbie yeah. robbie robbie all the way around it like the first half mile, I'm saying thank you, to, thank you. Yeah. I can't carry on thanking people for 26 miles. That's, that's, that's not a good idea. Yeah. But you do feel really sort of, they're not just cheering as in just sort of generic cheering. They are specifically saying, come yeah, on, Adrian, yeah. in your case, come on, Rob, they're specifically shouting for you right from the word goal. Uh, out of program. all the world majors, I think that was the best yeah, atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah, and a good, good course. And, and, and so ta- talk to me about your training then, because three. 51 years of age then yeah um 329 on your own talk to me about your structure training then or what your training was like then yeah i would i would train in some ways quite sort of similar to the way we've been training but only in in in, in so much that we train maybe five times a week four stroke five times a week was the commitment level there and mileage wise back then it would have only been i don't know 40 
maybe 50 miles a week, something of that nature. Um, with the group in town, as, as I said, was, was where I stayed, you know, training there. We would run typically a long run over the weekend, probably the Saturday, and then a an interval type session. Mm. Half mile repeats, one mile repeats, hill repeats were really the three that we would yep. target there. Those were sort of the main fixed things in the week, really. And then everything else was a, not, not it was a bit more informal, really, because mm. there would be times then where we maybe wouldn't meet up as a group, but then we would go and do our own individual things. Just getting the miles in sort of thing. Yeah, and I would maybe just go for a nice, you know, I would be maybe doing the Run Forest Run series, so I'd go and do that one Saturday, so I'd maybe skip the long run because I want to go and do that with my wife yeah. and it's a bit more sociable. So that it was... Sort mixed. of social, sort of structured, but mm. you know it. You know it was great for me to have company during that. That's the great thing about it is you've got the company during those longer runs, yeah. which is invaluable. But it wasn't a real hardcore focus on you know really have to get this. No, there's a few people in the group probably who you know are a fair bit quicker than me, so you know you can sort of try and learn mm. off of them a little bit and maybe spend a bit of time running alongside them if yeah. only for a, you know, say you're going on a longer run they maybe would run with you for a little while they maybe go on a wee bit towards the end but you might have had a bit of a, a you know um, an incentive or a bit of pace of, it brings uh, you out yourself a little yeah, bit a little having bit, yeah. a few faster but runners it was you. structured but it wasn't it wasn't sort of Hard do time. or die if, I, if, yeah. I, if it was a bit windy one day out there and I look out the window and think oh, Today I'll put that off. You're not just to pick a course with the wind behind you, no. That's not what I normally do. <laughs> yeah, I know a downhill one with the wind behind. Yeah. I know a few of those now. Yeah, yeah no, it was. It, but it was. I had an objective to try and get. You know, I thought I could probably get in that sort of territory of three thirty, give it a go, but not at the expense of sort of enjoying it or having some mm. sort of. A recollection of it you know because it's too, too it is good. it is important though to enjoy it yeah. you know i know quite a few people now who are just taking on or looking at doing the marathon in the springtime they haven't done a marathon before mm. and they're, they're asking me loads of questions about it you know should, should, i goes see whatever you do just make sure you enjoy it you know make sure you're enjoying the long runs don't make it a thing that you have to go out and do because it's tough like so yeah. <clears throat> You don't want to become a chore because you're in work all week, and you want it to be you want it to be this enjoyable sort of buzz that you get on the weekend. I love the long run. I would do it every weekend if I got away with it. I think that's why I'm injured. <laughs> it's because of that. Um, but it's important, no matter what the training is, that you, there is some level of enjoyment in it because it will get tough. Absolutely. Like. Yeah. So how did London go then? So we know we got three twenty nine. I I just ran a nice. Interested in like. Belfast, Dublin, and then, because you're taking learning along with you. Yeah. You know, you're telling yourself, right, Adrian, don't go out too fast this time. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I, I think there's an awful lot of emotion around that event as well, and a lot of sort of anticipation as well. So that those are all things that you sort of factor into the equation. I just didn't want to sort of get there and be sort of exhausted before I even yeah. got going. but. When I actually got there, you know, we travelled up, when did we travel? We must have travelled up the Friday, had all of the Saturday then, that was it, had all of the Saturday there, so sort of just wandered around a bit, got the number sorted and all of that lot, and then um, come Sunday, race day, you sort of, you just can't help but just get picked up on that sort of wave of excitement, yeah, it's a great not, not to the point where you are sort of 
you know, drained by the time you said, but mm. it's just an incredible buzz right through the event. I mean, even beyond, well, I remember coming away from there and coming from the tube station and people, you've got the medal on your neck, people are applauding you. And you, go, and you think, oh, God, I'll probably just run them, it's not such a big deal. But you go through the tube station and people are just clapping, it's just like crazy. Yeah, the, the, the support is just unreal. But I, the event itself, the, I just ran steady, really, with sort of, did I say, a little bit more within myself. Didn't, didn't mm. think that... Um, I, I sometimes have slightly higher um, ambitions than I'm probably capable of fulfilling, really. And I think with that one, I just said, look, just not mess this up here now. Let's just enjoy yeah. it. And get but it. your half marathons give you that ambition as well, isn't it? Because you know you're knocking out like 126, was it? 128? 128 at that Yeah, right, 128. So, so it's so 130 yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you look at those... You look at all those books that would you tell you to equate, you know, and yeah. it's it's a different thing, obviously. But a sub one thirty marathon should be running like oh three fifteen, sorry one thirty half yeah. should be running around like a three fifteen, and you sort of go into that because you know you can run like six fifties in a marathon. Yeah. Oh, sorry, half marathon, and when you go in, because I that's where I was. It wasn't equating for me, you know. I was running like a one thirty one sort of half, and then everyone's going to me. Oh, you're going to smash the three thirty. You're gonna smash it like and it was smashing me every time. Yeah. It's knocking out like a one three thirty five or three thirty eight. It's difficult to actually transcend that across. Yeah, it is because you the the doubts creep in a little bit then because you 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 know, maybe twenty mile in or eighteen mile in as I say, and you're just thinking, right, well, okay, when's it when is it gonna hit you? I think in fairness, the first couple I messed up was yes, down to pace, but I think there were some sort of issues there, maybe around cramping that I haven't really mm. taken enough fluids. I say with London, I probably, sorry, with um, the first one I did Belfast, I probably flushed all the fluids out because I was drinking so much before. Where, where that came from, just panicked a little bit. I think it was forecast to be quite a warm day the year I was doing it. So we were fine, fine with this water down. But it was really warm this year, wasn't it? Was this. Belfast, the year I did it, which wasn't this year, it was the year before. Yeah. I think it was forecast to be quite warm. We'd had a really, no, okay. actually, we'd had a warm period leading up to it, but the actual day itself wasn't too bad at all. Okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty normal. It's, a, it's quite a big mis it's a mistake I used to make because I drink about two liters of water yeah. every day, yeah. normally. And I used to be coming up to a marathon, then I'd be taking on a lot more water yeah. for some reason. I need to hydrate. I'm drinking two liters of water a day anyway. Yeah. And what I found was when I, look back on it you know i was up in the middle of the night going to the toilet left right and center you know and you're flushing out all your salts i think that's what happened you know you it disrupts your sleep and all yeah. those things you have to be cautious yeah. thinking that you need to do all these things that you haven't done in training anyway no. you know your long runs have been great <laughs> and all of a sudden you're this paranoia sort of kicks in and you need to hydrate properly and all that good stuff yeah. like but it brings on things like for that there it can bring on, say, a cramping. A cramping then can mm. lead, obviously, to um, you know a strain in the muscle. You you do more damage by cracking on when you probably shouldn't be going on, and then you know come mm. the, the build up to the next one, you've got a, an historic injury, whatever. And I think there's a little bit of that going on, if I'm honest with you. I, I think you can <clears throat> going out too fast as well can cause cramping. I think that was one of my biggest issues because when you're starting to fatigue, you yeah. start to lose form. Yeah. So I always. If I was being honest about it, like when I was looking back after my races and I would always say, oh, the cramp got me at mile 21. Well, really, I was starting to slow yeah. <laughs> at mile 21. <laughs> and you lose form. Yeah. So your body starts landing then differently yeah. on fatigued yeah. muscles. Um, 
I now do think that my conditioning in my legs, etc., wasn't really there. You know, if I'd had a bit more strength and conditioning in my legs, it could have pulled me through those difficult times. Um, but going out too quick and you, you're starting to slow, concrete cramping because you're fatiguing muscles, you're landing where you're not used to landing yeah. and you're starting to lose form. So something to be careful of. Um, so London then coming, what was the last 10K like? I'm just interested in that. Um, it, I, I didn't really have any wall issues as such with London. Mm. You know, I was really fortunate and, and just sort of, looking back on the times they were pretty consistent all the way through really and managed to sort of keep it under control if you like so I think the last couple of miles were very similar to my sort of starting pace which was really pleasing because before it had just been poles apart you know you could have added about four minutes per mile to some of my times I want to finish with compared to the starting times per mile so now I was chuffed a bit to sort of get through without any major issues be able to sort of walk okay afterwards (laughs) and sort of no, couldn't. couldn't so what, what do you really think the big difference was then between the likes of Dublin and London? I think I just managed the expectations a bit better and sort of just controlled it a little bit more and didn't go off. Let's say like going into London, I just said like just keep it somewhere around about seven forty-five to eight. If you're in that region, sounds a lot a wide region. Obviously, that probably is really in all honesty, but that's was my mindset going into it. Nothing any faster than sort of seven forty-five if it creeps above eight yard mile well so be it you know that's not a bother at all and i sort of that's the way i ran it and yeah. it seemed to be okay within that zone if you like in the first in the fo- dublin before then do you find did you find that you were going quicker than 745s yeah is I that mean, the difference like in in dublin the the year compared london to dublin and yeah in in london i was actually slower for probably the first 12 miles than i was yeah. in dublin and yet considerably faster in the second half of London than I was in Dublin. And, and, and you know, the time at the end reflects that, really. Yeah. That's what relates to what I said about exactly. Dublin as well. Yeah. So you've got a book here with all your um, paces in from your marathons. Is that something you like? Do you like analysing the data? Do you like getting into it and seeing how it went? I like to keep a record of what I'm doing so that if I, you know, if, I, if, I, if something goes well, then you can... You can look back at it, and similarly, if something goes wrong, you can say, oh, well, what was going on there to maybe trigger that, really? You know, injuries yeah. probably figure quite heavily in most people's running, so I try and sort of keep a note of those and look at what might have brought one of those on or, you know, try and learn from that a little bit. Yeah, I do look at times, not not incessantly. I, I, I do like to sort of have an idea, you know, where I am with, a, a, you know, a marathon, break it down a little bit, because, you know, the data's there you might as well use it hopefully use it to your advantage so but i don't i don't overdo it i don't think i try and keep a handle on that because you could you could go completely mad with it couldn't you really paralysis analysis yeah exactly but no i do like to know roughly what's going on i think it's important certainly the experience that we've you know as part of the dream run dublin project is very much sort of you know these are the times that we're going to be running at so these are the parameters that I want you to run with this. So you really do need to be aware of what you're running at, really. So what, what type of fuel did you take on for London? We'll move to the dream. Yeah, sure. Um, let me think now. I think I probably put two, two couple of gels, maybe two or three gels in. Um, I drank as I went there. I didn't, didn't go crazy with it. I just sort of drank just as water. I went. Yeah, just drip-fed water, yeah. I'd, by then recognize the cramping issue might be a good idea to take some salt tablets i think i had some salt tablets along with me and 
I took Willie John, was it Willie John or was it Michael? Somebody advised me to have a little bag of jelly babies with peanuts in amongst it so you get like salted jelly babies <laughs> or sugared peanuts, whichever way you look at it. But um, so I had a few of those in the pocket as well. Is there anything sticks out in your mind about London? Because it's a pretty unique marathon. You know, you see some amazing vests yeah. and amazing people. So I think it just really yeah. sticks out in your mind. Damien has said to me, if you, get, if you get your foot down, Adrian, you should be able to get over the bridge, that's Tower Bridge, in time to see the lead runners oh, yeah. coming back across. They, they do this loop, don't they, of yeah. Canary Wharf. And <clears> if, you, if, you, if, you get, if you get a reasonable start or wriggle on, you should be able to get there. Well, I just about made it. I literally got to the end of the bridge just as... Kipchoge and his group were coming through. Brilliant, so I saw it? them flash by the front of me, and obviously the noise around that was incredible. Just the hairstyle. Oh, well, even better than that, actually, because then I then go off to turn to the right, and then there's this wave of noise coming towards me, and it was Brilliant. Mo Farah, because obviously Farah by then had dropped a little bit from the main group, yeah. and you just it was, it was like a physical wave, but but obviously an audible wave come and hit you as, as the crowd are cheering Mo Farah on. Well, that was brilliant because I was on for three thirty, so right. I had exactly the same experience yeah. as you did. I can't remember was it two thousand thirteen I did it. Yeah. Um, and I actually didn't know about the out and back, so I'd come past the bridge and I was on that yeah. straight bit. And yeah, the, way I've explained, me. <laughs> the way I've explained it to people, I was going out too fast. <laughs> I was on for like a 320 at the time. And um, the way I explained it was this wall of noise coming yeah. towards me. So exactly. I ran against the barrier to see what was coming, and it was Mo Farah. I think that was his first marathon, I'm not sure, 2013. Um, yeah. And I always tell the kids I passed Mo Farah in London Marathon. <laughs> it's just an opposite direction. But to see like how cool he looked and the way he was just so strong, like I remember the hairs in the back of the neck standing. What a rush yeah. for a couple of miles till yeah. I come back down again. <laughs> and you're like, crash. Well, that's the great thing about running, isn't yeah. it? You do get to run in an event alongside you. Uh, I had actually, I think, mile 24, I, was, I took cramp and I was up against the um, barrier. Right. And I was on for like a 325 or 320 or something like that. And I just could not get off it. And everyone is screaming at me, come on, Robbie, come on, Robbie, you can do it. And then the, I seen the 330 pacer go past me. And I'm stuck at mile 24, never broken 330. And I just know I needed water, something to take the cramp out of my leg. Yeah. So somebody gave me Perrier, fizzy water. I just poured it all over my legs. And I took the cramp out for right. a short period of time. like. Yeah. Um, but my last mile was like 14 minutes or something so I ended up I, I think it was around 345 or something yeah. I ended up finishing nothing to do about it no. um, just delighted as soon as I crossed the finish line the cramp disappeared and I was like what? <laughs> so I had to rehydrate them with a few beers like yeah. but an amazing experience oh, and like especially when you see the elites runners you see the likes of, what a great weekend we had last weekend mm -hmm. where we had the sub 2 hour um Eli Kipchoge running that. A lot of controversy about that. I don't know if it's controversy or Nike just having a good um, advertising for their new shoes. <laughs> and we probably sold out of those. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know, let's say they, he was cheating these shoes, making it actually faster. And then the, the woman's um, world record was broken yeah. as well. Yeah. I don't think Paul was coaching either of those, but there was 10 of you selected by Paul um, Eight still in the group? Eight will be lining up. Um, Eight will be lining up. Yeah. That has to be an achievement in itself. I know how intense Paul is with his training. 
um, he obviously gets phenomenal results from that. So talk me about, I'm interested about the progression or the difference in the training between what you were doing um, for the 329 in London and what you're doing now. Well, I think is that the key thing really is the structure that Paul puts in place. And I guess alongside that is the sort of discipline, if you like, that goes alongside that. But not just structure as in these are the 25 weeks, because that's what it's been, but structure within pretty much every session you do. Obviously, every week you do is structured, and every run is pretty well structured as well. So structure is the, is the big word I would use to all. <laughs> Discipline as in, right, you've to be disciplined now. I want you to give it your best, you know, to be honest with me. That was the other word he used at the early days. To be honest with me, you know, about where you're at, you know, tell me how you feel about the runs. Tell me, you know, if you've got any injury issues or all those things, obviously. You need to have that dialogue going forward. But the discipline's there to do the runs when you're asked to do them, you know. And this was the thing that I was surprised by, really, I suppose, that everything is sent to Paul. So he's got, in the early days, 10 athletes sending 10 runs, whatever it is. Sorry. Is there a weekly every, plan? We've got a weekly plan. Okay. So he's got every, every, it's five days a week we were training. So I'm assuming everybody's getting a different, slightly different slightly plan, different, obviously. Yeah. yeah, so he's got all of this information yeah. flooding into him, which, which surprised me, actually. I'm yeah. hoping he's maybe he get away, get away with the odd one, maybe. And to be able to Paul's a doctor. Yeah. Um, marathon runner. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that structure and discipline that was, you know, initially set out we had the meeting he said right this is you know this is a brief history of you know the project what it's about this is what i expect from you this is what we've done in the past these are some of the things we've changed this is the sort of buy-in from you guys and this is what i do and i was quite surprised at having to set up so every run you do i mean whether it's a nice easy five miler is still being sent yeah. in it's so quite it's a big all, investment isn't yeah, it, on his behalf huge I, could, I was really quite taken aback by that. I was thinking, well, and, and probably of that, you're getting a response to the vast majority of those, you know, either yeah. well done or <laughs> not so well done or what was wrong today or you know, you'd get a, a little bit mm. of feedback each time. So, you know, he's keeping you on your toes as well. Oh, goodness me. You feel like you're running, you're running obviously as part of the group. So you've got a responsibility to the group, your responsibility to yourself, obviously, probably more than anything. But also, you know, you, you don't want to be sending something into him that's subpar, really. Yeah. You know, it's there in the background, sort of. Come on, let's get this done, because because he, he selected you out of all of those people as well. Yeah. So you feel that sort of you don't want to let the person down. Yeah, know? I mean, there are times we've had group training sessions. It's been great that Paul's been there. He's sort of physically there. You can sort of say, right, okay, don't want to be too far down the road here, <laughs> like you know. But it, even when I'm on the runs you know around about here and doing a, a session or whatever you know you're always thinking look i'm gonna try and do the best i can here i don't want to be sending something off that's not up to it really it does does push you on no doubt about it and i say being part of the group as well mm-hmm. is a big thing because it you know we've got to know each other quite well in the group there's some good characters in the group some good runners in the group and there's a whatsapp group that we're all part of and it, it does help things along a little bit you know mm-hmm. just encouraging each other yeah for sure, for sure. so give me an idea of a weekly plan we would have twenty five weeks. That's, yeah, that's quite weeks, yeah. quite a long way out. What way did he start that? It was sort of broken in of the twenty five weeks. I would say it was probably 
split sort of into two. The first bit was more of a sort of foundation building, sort of building up strength and uh, in the running. More and then, slower sort of base type? Well, no, actually, it was probably sort of the opposite. Well, the typical week would have been a rest day on the Monday, a speed stroke interval session on the Tuesday. Wednesday was always an easy five, just a sort of recovery mm. run, really. Thursday was always tempo Thursday. Um, Friday, again, was a rest after the tempo. Saturday would be another five miles easy Okay. in preparation then for the long run on the Sunday. So you're always running the day before your long run? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that's a big mistake that people make. They try and make themselves yeah. fresh for the long run. Yeah. Well, you don't really want to. No. You want to have a bit of fatigue in your legs. Yeah. Because you have to run for 26 miles, not 20. Those... Um, that, uh, the only change to that was, as I think I may have mentioned, that the, in the second block of the training, the Tuesday changed from being an interval session to more of a longer, progressive, stroke, mm. steady run, just to get the mileage up a little bit. It, the mileage pretty much stayed the same. Would it be around about, if you look at an average, it would probably be around about 45, 50 miles. Okay. Sometimes you get up higher, heavy. over 60 a couple of weeks. But, mm. but the, the split was... About halfway through the 25 weeks, the interval session that we were doing on the Tuesday stopped and we started doing another steady stroke, long, maybe a progressive run. So that was the only thing that really changed. Really Other than that, the structure was there. Trying to really through. build up your endurance there. Yeah, a few more. Probably, probably in fairness, the, the mileage did probably go up as a result of that, you mm. know, in, in that sort of second half of the block of training, if you like. But yeah, any... The great thing for me was being exposed to so many different types of sessions. I mean, yeah. let's say we're training with the group I was training before. Probably we'd do a you know, mile, half mile, some hill repeats and sort of rotate those around. Well, you know, it's a completely different um, structure and, and variety of training with them. Um, that, that, that's a great thing about a good coach, though, isn't it? Like, you know, that type of structure... Because you can have your hill repeats and you can have your 400 metres. Um, Gary Hammond, who's, who was my coach, I used to love his plan coming through every month. Because yeah. it was so diverse. I was like, how does he make this up? You know, and that really kept my interest in it. It does, because you, you, you're sort of get, you're thinking, okay, here we go. It's gonna, you know the structure's there, pretty much. So you, you don't get bored of that at all. Because mm. within that structure, there is, you know, the, the, the changeables are there. The, the constants were the um, easy runs. We would get two easy runs each week, pretty much right from the word go all the way through. But other than that, things changed. And that was enough to keep you, as you say, sort of stimulated as well, you know. Which, some of them were great, you know, thinking, well, how am I going to... I was dreading the short <laughs> stuff because at school I was a waste of time. Anything over about like 400 metres or something like that, I was just a cart horse, t- desperate. I actually quite enjoyed those shorter sessions because mm. probably they were the ones I probably avoided, like the plague before. And now I can, I can see perhaps a, there was area there that I could improve upon because I hadn't really touched those before. Yeah. So maybe there was a, I could see a bit of improvement on those shorter distances. Like I was doing like <clears throat> four hundred meters with two minute recovery, you know, like sixteen times. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that session. Number one, I was getting two minute recovery between each yeah. four hundred meters, yeah. which helped. But I knew it's something I wasn't focused on. And if you run those like 545 pace, yeah, you were getting a huge benefit out of that session. Yeah. And yes, it, you know, by the time 15th and 16th rep come, you're falling over. 
Um, but at the end of those sessions, you'd run four miles at 5.45, no matter what way you look at it, whether you're getting two minute recovery or not. And I think those were the type of key sessions for me that really sort of progressed my speed. Yeah. I mean, Paul very much wanted to sort of try and get a bit more speed there for me, especially probably, in all honesty. And um, yeah, you sort of feel definitely feel the benefit of that. But it does surprise me with Paul because I remember that last year, um, whereas I sort of had the mindset of slower base miles first, yeah, getting good strength and then really yeah. sharpening the saw close to the edge yeah. at the end. <clears throat> but last year, I remember I think it was talking to Wesley, and I was quite surprised on how much effort we were putting on early on you know there was quite it's quite sharp early on as well isn't it yeah it i mean it i know certainly for me in the early days i was way off the pace and i think not only way off the pace i was really struggling to get some of this sort of structure into the runs in terms of being able to set them up you know you're on your own up in the silent valley You, you you've got to run so many reps with so many you know, I hadn't really got this concept. I hadn't used training on my Garmin watch at all. So, like for me to do it in the early days, I was just pressing the start-stop button, and I think Paul thought, "What the heck's going on here? Like, you know, this is this is just not. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't expect a lot, but he'd think he wanted that to be right. Like, you know, so he could he could yeah. he could look at it properly. And I must admit, it did take me a while. I think I joked to the guys that if there'd been a a book called Garmin for Dummies. I'd, I'd have definitely bought it because. But to be fair though, like I, I do use my watch. Yeah. And I understand how to set up to go online, and I used to get my monthly plan and just plug it in. Yeah. You know, and it was guy was pretty much to the seconds, so you were running like fifty three seconds. Yeah. You know that sort That's of way. Right, yeah. And you can set your watch up to change all your intervals, and it shows like. You know, you can put the parameters five seconds slower or five seconds more. Yeah. You don't have to look at your watch. You know, it just buzzes at you exactly. when you're going too slow or too fast. Yeah. But it does keep you within those parameters. And there's so many people do not know how to use their garments properly. They're walking around these lovely garments, yeah. but actually setting that up. Um, was Paul's plan as tight as that? They were saying, like, oh, yeah. right, so I want we to run, like, 6.42s for this session. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think there was, within the pace that we were set for anything... I think he said, I remember him saying there was five seconds leeway. And I thought, oh, okay. So if it's set at, I don't know, 6.30, he's allowing a 6.35 to 6.25. No, I think actually it was something like three seconds above and two seconds below. Or yeah. five, but those were your five seconds, not five seconds on either end. Five <coughs> seconds in total, two on the one end and two, three on the other. So, you know, it was, it was tight for sure. And that, that was, that's difficult, you know, sometimes if you're not used to that. It did take a while to get used to that. Now, it's almost second nature, but 25 weeks on, it should be really. <laughs> it took me a bit longer to get to get that than, than most, I think. I mean, there's, uh, I think, one of the guys in the group has got the nickname, well, not the nickname, but he's, I think Paul coined the phrase that he's like a metronome. He can just do it, you know. I don't think you need a watch, Dale. He just, just does it, you know, he's just... Rattles them yeah. off like that within a few And seconds. that's the thing about like a good structured coaching plan isn't for everybody. You know, it's a it's a key point. You know, some people will yeah. never tune in and lock into that. Yeah. Um, they won't enjoy it. You know, you have to be prepared that you're going to put that effort into that. But if you're going to pay for a good coach, you know, you have to listen to them. That's what that's what you're paying the money for, I suppose. Like. 
Yeah, I think you're right. It wouldn't it wouldn't suit everybody. I think I do respond to a bit more structure and a bit more discipline. Mm-hmm. That that's sort of probably in my character anyway. And I think, but then not everybody necessarily is, but maybe would, you know, sit, mm-hmm. sit well in slot well into this sort of a, a, a structure. I think until you give it a go, you don't really know, do you? Let's be honest. And I didn't hadn't got a clue. Mm-hmm. And I, I've gone through this process, and I'd highly recommend it to anybody. Anybody thinking about maybe applying for next year, I'd say. Do it because it's something new and challenging. Until you give it a go, you're not going to know yourself, and you may well be selected. You know, I think there's a good range, as I said before, of people. So, but you know, yeah, I, I love running to the watch. You know, only because I do a lot of my long, long yeah. distance sort of runs on my own. So my watch was my running partner. You yeah. know, I used to go for 15 miles and try and run seven forties, bang on, with one second deviation. You know, you're just trying <laughs> to keep that there. Without looking at your watch too often, you don't yeah. need to really. You, you can run three quarters of the the mile, yeah. and you'll be close enough to that when you're used to doing that. Yeah. Um. So, is there any days in the week that you weren't looking forward to? So you had your structures, your tempos on Thursday. There's always one day. Is it? Oh, it's going to be tough. There's the a the tempos on Thursday were tough. Um, <laughs> I would. I got into a habit of doing those down in the canal in, in Newry because it was pretty flat but I think in, in the early days I was trying to do them around here mm. and it was just proving too difficult for me I was like got to find somewhere flat <laughs> sheltered yeah <laughs> so I did I did move across there and, and that helped and it did it was still tough goodness me it was always tough for me the tempo work is tough you know six mile with tempos were four to six miles but the pace kept dropping each week and as soon as you cracked one you knew the following week it was going to come five seconds quicker and maybe the next week it would stay the same but you'd have to go an extra mile at that pace so it, it but was that, constantly that's it too, like, you know you, you have to you have to keep up don't you yeah i mean there was no the whole program there was never really anywhere where you felt you were just sort of mm. getting the same week again you were always you know trying to, and that would be a big differentiation if you like between my training for before perhaps i would just say okay i'm at that now that's fine let's go and do the same thing again next week this is just you know moving it on a little bit each time you know moving on. so was there did you survive all 25 weeks i picked up a, a bit of a calf strain about halfway through so that probably cost me a couple of weeks and more recently mm. I've picked up a, a niggling sort of hamstring injury which has been a real nuisance over the last probably six weeks so I think I don't think hardly anybody's gone through it without mm. picking up something because I've probably been more fortunate than others unfortunately we've lost two um, to the girls recently which is a real shame because they they'd got so far through and to see them sort of drop out you know, in the latter so stages, yeah. it's really tough. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what that would feel like because they've invested an awful lot and yet they're not going to... So how, how did that make you there. feel when you lost a couple of weeks oh, of the car strain? Uh, well, you do feel like you're losing ground a little bit. Yeah. But again, that was a massive learning experience for me within this is that then once that had happened, it wasn't a question of, right, okay, just wait for it to sort itself out and then just slot back in where you were. It was a question of almost pressing the reset button and going back a couple of weeks and... So did Paul do that with your plan then? Yeah, he pulled it yeah. back a little bit, yeah. knowing where you're at. Yeah, you wouldn't just straight come back yeah. in where you left off. You'd sort of come back, okay, here we go, we're going to start building it again to get back to where you were and hopefully this time get past that point. Yeah, so I think that's a very key point because yeah. most marathoners through your, whether it's 16-week, 20-week or whatever it is, will pick up something that's yeah. going to, a bit of fatigue in your legs sure. or muscles. But trying to continue your plan, you know, and I always say you have to be careful trying to get back on the ladder where you got off 
You know, you have to come yeah. down a few rings and then That's build exactly yourself it. back up. Yeah, I think if I were doing anything on my own, and certainly I would, I would say to anybody, if that's the case, then just just press the reset a little bit and, mm-hmm. and go back a little bit, reboot it up and build it back up to where you were when the injury happened. Don't try and slot back in. Because I know a lot of people do in Dublin this year. Obviously, there's 22,500 people, so <laughs> you're bound to know somebody doing Dublin. There's quite a few people I've known who've picked up a bit of an injury and missed a long run or that. Mm. And the rest of their group has moved on and they panicked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're trying to jump back in where they were. And the whole thing actually starts to domino out of place a little bit because you're trying to catch up. You just need to relax and let that go. And come yeah, back I mean, we're, and we're just... part of a group, as you know, and, and, and you, we see, you know, there's a, a bit of Strava action as well. So you can see what other guys are doing. And yeah, you know, you do maybe feel a bit. Oh, what's going on here? Like you, you see runs coming through of people doing their fifteen mile or their twenty mile or whatever, and you're sat there, maybe back on a, an eight miler, and you think, oh, I'm part of miles away here. I was struggling anyway, but now I'm miles away. But you just have to just be patient. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, to even get to the point of lining up is, is is you know a bonus really now for me. So can you remember any training sessions where you could really feel this is starting to work for me now? Yeah, I think um, I did a, the longest run I did was 24 miles. Now, it wasn't at the, the pace we'd be looking to run for the 26, but it was at a pace that was tough enough for me, really. And I was really nervous about that because that's getting, knocking on yeah. the, the door of where I've had the problems. That's a, that's a big, long run. Like yeah, that is. and, um, you know, I was pleased to get through that, really pleased. I did a couple of, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I didn't, wasn't near a canal up down up down it was you know tough enough run around about here and I was really pleased to get through that because I say that that sort of territory once I get past about 18 20 mile territory that's when you start to get into that zone and it was I felt at the end of it that yeah okay if there were two miles maybe I could manage them whereas before (laughs) I thought there's no way what sort of pace were you running that I think that was just under the 730 geez that's pretty good like yeah which for me was you know big a big, yeah. For me, that was a real achievement. Like, okay, it's miles away from where you need to be to be going under this three is, hours for the marathon. So this is in the middle of your training plan yeah. and all that good stuff. Yeah. You know, you got, you've got that fatigue into your legs. Um, Seven thirty is good time on your feet. Yeah, I think it was around about three hours. I think it was. Yeah, so condition yourself for time. On. Yeah, but they were equally. I, I would get enormous satisfaction from achieving after yeah. messing up so many of the early interval sessions I get just as much satisfaction of hitting one of those as well you know was there any racing done in the we 25 do, yeah we we do um within the 25 weeks there was a the Lisbon 10k was scheduled and you could do um either Belfast or Dublin half marathon okay. there was mention of the 10 miler down in the series as well you could do that if you Frank wish Duffy. the Frank Duffy that's it yeah but there was some um, really only those two that were sort of you know, okay. required of us, if you like, as, as sort of milestones within the programme to be able to see where you're at. So you done Belfast? Did Belfast, yeah. How did that go? Um, a little bit quicker than my previous time for a half marathon. I got round there in 1.27 and a bit, I think it was. One, yeah, 1.27. Yeah, it's so that was a bit good. quicker than previously. So, but it, but it didn't really go to plan. I must admit, I had a bit of a problem at the end of that as well, mm. where this hamstring was causing me. So it's difficult to tell on whether that plan was improving you. Yeah. Because you already had such a good half marathon time, 
you know, if you're 135 and you're going through this plan and come out 127, um, then you would really see the improvement. Yeah. But the fact is, you already had a good half time. This I think Paul was looking, I know Paul was looking for a, bit, for a fair bit quicker than that. I just wasn't able to, to do it on the day. Mm. And um, I was a bit disappointed with that. But I shouldn't be really, because it was a PB. But um, I think there were other factors at play, really. Yeah. I, I don't and you were happy with the yeah, fact yeah. those other factors were there. Yeah, you know, on a different day, you can, you those factors could have been sort of ironed out. And you may have got quicker on the day, like yeah. But we get, you know, running the running the races to to how somebody for somebody who's just gone out and run a race, and we we'll, we line up and we say right, okay, this is sort of where we're going to be at. I'm going to go off, and if I feel okay, I'm going to do this. But there's no real plan for the runs. Again, the key thing with this program is you've got a plan for the run. You know, there is a sort of a pace mm. to do this, and then move on to this. And, I find that a little bit difficult to adjust to sometimes because you're so used to just maybe running a bit more on field. Yeah. So based on that though, do you see if you had like the long run coming up or a hard tempo? Like so, hard tempo was on Thursday night. Did you always make sure you went to bed early on the Wednesday so you're feeling fresh on a Thursday? Did you make adjustments in your own life to try and uh, balance a heavy yeah, training plan? Yeah, for sure. You know, you 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 have. To, I mean, I had to because. I'd have been out of there in no time otherwise. So you do need to, you know, get a bit more sleep, get the diet sorted out. Um, yeah, a few other things have to. I, I think that's key though, because I know people that have taken on the coach and said, "Oh, our coach was terrible." Mm. You know, the training plan they give me it was way too hard. But it's additional load that you're adding into your week, and you have to maintain balance. Yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. Um, you know, I don't have the commitments that. A number of the people in the group mm. do have, you know, with young families, full-time work, you know, these things. I'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be able to give a bit more time to it. I mean, hats off to them to be able mm. to do that. I mean, I saw some of the runs were coming in sort of late, late at night for some of the boys. <laughs> and you think, fair play to you. That's some level of commitment to be able to turn those out. So Dublin then, coming into Dublin, slightly different than London. I remember London going to the expo. Coming back, sitting on the edge of the bed, sitting and thinking, I am wrecked already. I don't even think I could walk down to the lobby of the hotel. How am I going to run London tomorrow? It's great being in Dublin. You know, it's a phenomenal marathon. It's my favourite marathon, actually. Really disappointed not to hit the starting line this year myself. <laughs> um, they call it the friendly marathon. But it's great to be at home, isn't it? That you can sort of... Yeah, it's not too far down the road, is it, really? You know, it doesn't exhaust you as much. No. You know, it's a local race. Um, what's your plans for the day? We're going to go down on... I did last year, as I say, and we travelled down on the day, which probably wouldn't be the ideal situation, but it worked out quite well last year for us. It's not too far down the road, was it? Yeah. An hour and a half, something like that. So we'll jump in the car good and early, get down and meet the the, the group that I would normally be running with, the boys, um, Jim Campbell, Michael Skelcher, and that crowd down in the hotel, at breakfast and sort of join them at breakfast and then sort of go from there really thankfully one of them is going to be picking up my pack for me so that will be sorted out so what about preparation for that that week leading up to that early nights yeah i, I won't do huge i don't you've got to do a little bit of adjustment of course because mm. this is what you've been working towards but i don't i'm not going to be doing too much different maybe a little bit more pasta to load mm. up a little bit so you're well on the taper now Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the plan, Paul's plan came through today. Actually, that's 
We sat there and thought, oh, here we go. Okay, so tell me what's on the plan then. Oh, no, I'm not telling you what's on the plan. That's <laughs> me cry, I don't want to sort of, no, no, it's, um, it's going to be tough, yeah, put it that way. But um, that's what we've been working towards and I'm going to give it my best. So he hasn't given you much running this week, so I'll bet the race. It's been a quiet week, yeah. I've got one little session to do tomorrow. Um, and then, it was supposed to be today, but I've just got this niggle still there thereabouts so I just want to give another day to go and do that one tomorrow and then that's it a couple of days of I think we've got two 20 minute jogs Friday and Saturday so okay. that will be the extent of the running session tomorrow and then a couple of 20 minute jogs Friday and Saturday so your fuel the night before I will keep it pretty I'm going to fuel up really in these days leading up to mm. it so I'm not going to be going crazy come race night uh, it'll be a normal meal really I'm not going to go it'll be bastard or something of that so they say the night before the night before is your important yeah yeah I mean I I think for me you get to know yourself don't you I'm going to sort of start sort of today I think the fastest waiting out there for me this evening (laughs) so we'll start with that one and go from there really and how are you going to attack the race on the day just we're gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna take it a little bit easy to to go to start with. I've I've got a niggle, and I just don't want to go <clears> out and have <throat> it blow up in my face straight away. You know, I want to make want to get to the finish line. I want to get to the finish line in one piece, and uh, I'm not going to be going crazy early on this time for sure. <laughs> so famous last words, but you, I have a pace. You know, a zone to, to, to that Paul would like us to run in, and I think there's a whole load of us that are in the same sort of territory. There's you know, a few that are outside of that territory, the faster runners, but then I would say five or six of us are within the same sort of area. So whether we choose to run together on the day, whether that works, whether we just tuck in behind somebody else, you know, that's going to sort of pan out a little bit, I think. I don't think we can plan it to the nth degree because who knows what can happen on the day. And are you nervous at marathon on marathon day? or? Yeah, I... I will be the same as most people lining up. I think yeah. I don't think it's any more than any. Just but yeah, it gets you exciting nervous it? energy. Once you get off. that, once you're a half a mile down the road, you've it's all gone, isn't it? It's just yeah. that little bit of the lead up sometimes can be a bit, a bit stressful getting down into the where you want to start and that. First you just want to get going. Mile, yeah, that first half mile, you just want it. You feel like. <laughs> just go just get into your rhythm yeah that's right um, but it's a good route I enjoyed it it's a, it's a good route I thoroughly enjoyed it last year so don't, don't, there's a nasty little hill around about 22 is it 21 yeah 22? but it is a little you so. used the word little so it wasn't too bad <laughs> heartbreak hill um, and then afterwards any plans after that yeah we, we last year after Dublin my wife and I jumped on a plane and went went away somewhere and we're going to do the same again this one. That seems to work quite well. So we sort of be up reasonably early on Monday morning and jumping on the plane to. I think we're just going to Scotland this time for a little break. But Brilliant. Somewhere just to. Any advice for anybody running Dublin? Twenty-two and a half thousand people. There's maybe two thousand listening to you right now. <laughs> I think the advice that I would give was not my place. The the advice that I was given when I was sat having breakfast. For my first marathon, this experienced guy proved to be a good runner as well. I think he was a top runner. Said to me, "Look, if it's your first one, just be mindful that it doesn't even start until you get to twenty miles." And, I, and I'm still thinking that even now. That's what I tell myself: it doesn't start until you get to twenty miles. So yeah, take that on board. Be able to comfortably get to twenty miles, and then 
then dig in because that's actually you know yourself that's when it really starts the race begins at mile 20 i think so yeah adrian thanks very yeah, much great. appreciate much that right. good right. luck and um, i'll keep my eyes on your number yeah and good luck to everyone else doing it of course cheers thank you so that's it folks come sunday afternoon all that nervous energy will be released hope you all have a crack and run out of all the marathons I've run, the friendly Dublin Marathon has to be my favourite. So make sure you smile your way around course, you enjoy the finish with a lovely pint of Guinness. Until next week, stay safe and keep on moving.